0: We are going to begin now. Hopefully, everybody is with us. Hopefully, sheer enjoyment will come back to us. We're going to present our sources now. We are presenting, and we are sharing the screen with whoever is with us, whoever called in. Hopefully, you can hear us. Hopefully, it's okay. So, we are now going to talk about the message of Chesed. So, we wanted to tell you this is Web T- This is Reb T. Hello and welcome back to the bi-weekly lecture series with Reb T, the show where we talk a topic per session with some practical lessons. We thought of a new catchphrase. Hopefully you like it. That's what we're going to talk about. The year is brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment and Daily Dose of Divinity. The year is dedicated for the Rafuah Shalema. For Sarah, Odol, Bas, Hanalea, and all those others sick with coronavirus or other ailments, special thanks and shout out to Jake W. of Sheer Enjoyment for all of his help and hard work and effort for this year, as well as for helping us out with Google Meet and the like. And we wanted to make sure to thank them and everybody else that helped us. For sponsorship opportunities, please email Shear at SheerEnjoyment.com. And if you want the source sheets or you want to reach out to us and if you want to just hear from us, please reach out to us as well. And therefore, we could also reach you then then as well. So, we wanted to also let you know that I have many different Shiorim on Sheer Enjoyment. So, for a complete list of all of my Shiorim, please visit SheerEnjoyment.com slash Shiorim slash Shiorim dash Reb dash T. Also, Thanks to Eliezer G for reminding us please don't forget to count the Omer after we're done. And sources are found with the help of safaria.org unless otherwise noted. So growing up, I always felt a, a certain special affinity toward giving and helping others. I didn't know what it was called at the time. Only later did I realize that I felt a powerful drive and a surge toward what is called in our lexicon as chesed. Everyone has their calling, everyone has what they could do and they could contribute and what they're good at. Hashem gives special talents and innate abilities to each and every person. There'll never be a person just like you. There never was a person like you, and there never is anyone, there's no one else. Else in the world exactly like you presently in the current world. So you have to find your calling. You have to find your passions. You have to find your abilities and pursue them. Whatever your strengths and talents are, you have to find them. You gotta use them and do great things with them. You're supposed to love what you do and do what you love. For some people, that's being learners, for some people that's being workers, and some people that's go getters, but everyone has what they're supposed to do. We can all harness the message. And the power of Chesed. Everyone has their different abilities and their different talents. Everyone is able to do what they can with their different abilities and their different special, unique characteristics and that's what we're supposed to do and we can harness that for the message and the power of chesed. If you are miserable at your job, that's probably not what you're supposed to be doing. If you love trains, you should probably be do something with trains. If you feel a special connection for plays, for writing, you should do that also. When I was in Israel, I personally loved to be able to be a big brother to a kid. He was five years old. I did it for two years till he was seven. It was wonderful. So some people called it No Torah Tuesdays as a joke for the kids among the among the people. But what I did, I called it Torah. I called it Chesed Tuesdays. I was able to be a big brother to a kid, and then we also did a food packing mission during the week. So I made sure to be involved in those things every single week. Now I realize what I love to do is radio and audio and speaking. So I do all these different shows and podcasts, the Parsha, the Avos, the Doth, the OT, and the weekly lecture, the bi weekly lecture series, because I love the idea of being able to share audio for Torah and OT, hopefully helping people, trying to spread words and trying to help people out there. And if I could, I would only do radio as my main job, if it paid, if it made some money. Because chesed is a powerful tool to make the world a better place with helping others. You need to take your innate abilities, you need to take your passion, make the world a better place. The message of chesed, which we're going to try to reiterate throughout this year and with the wrap-up points also, is that chesed is a pillar of the world. We have to find how we can each make the world a better place, a more giving place with taking those talents, taking those abilities and sharing kindness, sharing wonderfulness, sharing good deeds and good things out there with everyone out there. That's why sheer, that's why chesed is such a wonderful teal. You have to take what you can, make the world a better place with helping others. You take that passion, you take that ability, you take that strength to try to make a better place. That is one of the messages of chesed. But there's a higher level than just chesed. There's a level of Ahavaz chesed, loving kindness. It's a level that's above just doing the kindness, but loving to do for others. What can I do to help others? How can I help others? What can I contribute to make someone's life easier? It could be a ride for someone. It could be hosting a meal. It could be sleeping people in your house. It could be cooking for someone who lost someone, God forbid. On the flip side, Lahavdu, it could be cooking for someone that just had a kid. A lot of people in our community, in my community, out here in Long Island, we do the the, take them a meal. We do the potluck. We sign up for meals in order to help out those people. And a lot of times it's four to six weeks after the kid is born just to help them with dinner time with meals and to help them out. It's such a wonderful thing the community does. You could also lend books to those in need, especially during Corona craze when we all need to find ways to relax after a long day. There's books that could be shared out there. The possibilities are really endless. And there's a wonderful big book that I went through in the past called Loving Kindness by the Chavitz Chaim. Available in your local Judaic store or Amazon, although it'll take probably a week nowadays to come. It's a wonderful book written by these two great authors. They share how to do chesed every day with interpreting the book by the Chavetz Chaim. You know, the Chavetz Chaim is amazing. He's known for Shmer Salasham and Lashon Hara, but he also has this amazing book on a lesson a day in Ahavas Chesed and how to do good deeds and how to love chesed. Don't forget to mute yourselves, please. And during these times when we can't daven with a minion or even safely tovo kelim in a mikvah, what can we do? What are we supposed to do? I strongly believe we're supposed to now focus on our families. I'm so grateful that I can do that with working at home remotely for half the day, then being with the kids half the day, and then spending time with my wife at the end of the day. And Google Meet allows that. Zoom allows that. As the famous saying goes, as the famous statement goes, chesed starts at the home. So we should use this time to understand what it means to do chesed, to connect to others, even when we're so physically distant. I know I'm not alone in feeling that it's Hevle HaMashiach, we know we ended up in Gaulis, the base of HaMikdash was destroyed because of Sinas Chinam, at least one of them. So the time to rebuild the Beis HaMikdash would be the opposite. If Sinas Chinam destroys the Beis Mikdash, Ahavas Chinam will build the Beis Mikdash. We have to love every person unconditionally. I don't care if he's a schnook who robbed you in business 20 years ago. You have to live in the... Pro- In the present, we have to love every person without strings and that'll help us build up the Mikdash. And then extra auspicious time to do that is right now when we're counting the Omer and we're thinking about the 24,000 students Rabbi Akiva lost. We talked about this a few weeks ago, but he rebuilt Torah and he started again. And during this time... When they probably didn't have the proper levels of Allah's they didn't respect one another, the Gemara explains. What we have to do is fully respect other people. Another wonderful idea we came across, I came across, is that during this time of Saras and quarantining, the idea of the spiritual affliction, not really leprosy, we read about a few weeks ago in the Torah portion, came about many times due to the sin of Lush and Hara, evil speak, horrible speech, We're now in quarantine. We're not allowed to leave. And maybe the thing to work on is Lush and Hara. I recently heard, I forgot where it came from, that just like Lush and Hara spreads spreads invisibly, you can never get those words back, like you can never get the feathers back, like that famous story of the rabbi. A guy goes to the rabbi and asking how he could repair the damage he did in Lush and Hara. The rabbi said, go take a pillow, release all the feathers from the pillow at a mountaintop, and then come back to me. The guy comes back to the rabbi, and the rabbi says to him, "New, did you do it? And he says, of course, I let go all the feathers. What do I do now? The rabbi says, go and try to collect every feather that you released. And the guy says, what? That's impossible. How could I do that? The rabbi says, so it is with Lashon hara. Every word you spoke, you can never take back. Everything bad you said, you can never take back. The, the, the damage is irreparable. The damage is irretrievable. So, the way to counteract that, if Lush and Hard destroys, then Lush and Tov would rebuild. We think, I think that would be a way to try to combat the terrible disease. All we have now is talk and speech. We can't go near anyone. So, if Lush and Hara destroys, the solution would be Lush and Tov. And that itself is a chesed for many people. So many people need a kind word. So many people need a compliment. So many people are down and out with their luck. They're down and out with their self-esteem. They're down and out. They have no confidence. They don't have money. They don't know what's going to be in the future. Give them a kind word. Give them a kind call. Reach out to them. Talk to them. Both ways we can rebuild and both are pure chesed things that are easy and simple to do. There's so many examples we're going to look at together, and God willing, at the end, we're going to wrap up. If you ever see when you're following along an arrow, that's one of the main points that we want, that I want you to try to hone in on and try to remember. And then, God willing, at the end, I did a wrap-up portion also. There's an example of a TV show. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's called, What Would You Do? Basically, there's a camera crew, and there's a certain situation going on. There's a certain circumstance that happens, a certain thing that happens, And they want to see what the different people do. They film them. One time, it's like a family of a child with autism came into a restaurant. They treated the child terribly. Obviously, it was acting. And they look at what happens. But one time, there was a check lost on the floor. And the producer wanted to see what would happen if the check is on the floor. So some people pick it up and look around and walk away. Some people step on the check, don't even look where they're going. One person on the entire episode picked up that check and tried to find the person. Do you know who it was? If you're thinking to yourself, it was a religious person, a Jewish person. What a beautiful kid of Hashem. He went around, he spent the whole episode, which probably was an hour, two hours, three hours, trying to find who the person was. Pure Hashavah seveda, Pure Chesed. If that was a real check of a real person, that person would be so relieved. We just recently read in Rabbi Asher's book, my wife and I, the other day, There was a guy who went to the bank and he took out $2,000, he thought he put it in his pocket, he went on his way, he went home, he came home, the $2,000 were all missing, not a single bill was left, he was devastated, he was mortified and he was so worried and so upset, he went back to the bank, he was looking for minutes and minutes, he went this way, that way, under, over, trying to find it. Lo and behold, there was another Jewish family that picked up the $2,000 and they waited by the bank for like two hours just hoping the guy would come back and they gave the money back to him. Every single dollar, not a single dollar was lost. What a beautiful thing. What an easy, not an easy thing, but a nice, simple way to make a beautiful Kiddush Hashem. And that's simple things that we're trying to talk about here. One of the things of Chesed, the real Chesed Act. And let's look at some sources of this fundamental trait for us to have in this world and in our turbulent times. We're going to start with one of my favorite sparum. Again, we have the show about it. Piqueevos in the beginning of Piqueevos. Shimon Tzaddik brings up that the world is really based on three things. Imagine a step stool. We have a couple of step stools in our kitchen. They have four stools, but a real step stool that has three stools. One of the stools, one of the legs, one of the pegs, is the gemilas chasadim. The world stands on three things: on Torah, on service, and gemilas chasadim. The prax, the practice of the acts of kindness. And interestingly, there's a wonderful movement now. If you look at the picture, 24K for 24K. Everybody's involved in it. Sheer enjoyment, Torah, anytime, just one chesed. So many people, they want there to be 24,000 acts of kindness. To combat the 24,000 lives lost during this period. You sign up, you choose a kind act, and you can make this happen. I know my wife's school signed up for 1,200 actions. We could get there. 24k for 24k.com. A wonderful initiative at this time. So we know that the world stands on it, and we're going to show many proofs why. In the beginning of Beratius, if you think about the entire idea of the Torah and the world itself... Hashem did not need to make the world. Hashem wasn't lonely. He doesn't have human traits. Hashem didn't need to make the world. Hashem didn't have to create us. Hashem didn't have to make such a beautiful world. But he did it purely out of the kindness of his heart. Speaking in human terms. Hashem wanted to share His creations. He wanted to share a world. He wanted there to be a world where there would be justice and peace. He wanted there to be people taking care of one another. And that's the idea how He looked into the Torah to make the world. The Torah came first. The world is kindness. The world is made on kindness. Kindness makes the world run. In the beginning of Beresh, after Adam and Sin, Hashem... He tells them they have to leave, they have to go out of Eden, but he doesn't throw them away. It's mankind. He made them together. She came out of his rib and they're literally his creations and he decides to make clothing for them. He literally takes care of their clothing needs. The Lord Hashem made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and he clothed them. And even Barathe's Rabbah picks up, what's the idea of making the first human? Hashem doesn't need counsel, but he went to his ministering angel saying, should I make man? Should I not make man? He's going to sin a lot, but he's going to do good things. And the angel of kindness pipes up and says, create them because they will do acts of loving kindness. Just for the fact that they do loving kindness, it's worth it for them to be created. Again, just for the purpose of loving kindness acts, it's worth it for them to be created. So how could we not do chesed? How could we not be more involved in chesed? And of course, one of my favorite characters in all of Tanakh, God willing, next time we'll talk about another favorite character, but this character is Avraham Avinu. I love the character of Avraham Avinu. He is the epitome, the prototype of chesed. He's fantastic and he does great things. You, you think about in Vayera, what did Avraham just do? Avraham is like 99 years old and he takes upon himself to do a bris milah. Not only that, he does a bris milah on all the males in his household. You know, it says, excuse uh, me, uh, and I think Rashi, the sages, pick up that's talking about all the souls that Avram and Sarah converted. Sarah did the wi- the woman, Avram did the men. He create he was like the, the Kirov key of person par excellence. Him and his wife had so many people, and he made sure they were all doing the Bris Milah. Crazy amount of wonderful mitzvahs that's going on. And on that third day, as Rashi picks up on, we'll look at the most painful day, after he's 99 and does the bris milah, Hashem comes to him to visit him. Hashem does biker cholim. And we know, we're going to see later... Whatever Hashem does, we have to emulate. Hashem makes clothing, we have to make clothing and, and give clothing. Hashem is mevaka chola, we have to be mevaka chola. But Hashem comes to him and he's talking to Avram. Avraham. is has a burning desire, a burning passion to have guests. That's what we're talking about. The pure pure epitome of ahavas chesed. He wants to do good so badly that Hashem makes it the hottest day of the entire year. Hashem doesn't want to trouble Avram, but Avram cannot take that. Avram cannot handle that. Avram wants to have guests. Avram needs to have guests. So Hashem sends guests, obviously in the guise of humans, they were angels, and Avram Kaviyach says... Hashem, hold on! I gotta greet these guests. He literally leaves Hashem in limbo. He leaves Hashem waiting kiviyachal over there, and he goes and he takes care of the guests. The Gemara mentions because of this event that greater is greeting the guests than greeting the Shechina, because Avram left Hashem to go get the guests. So Chesed is so so important, so fundamental. Not just something nice and fluffy. We'll prove that later on also. And he literally says to them, I'll give you a little morsel of bread, a little bit of drink. Do you know what he did for them? Avram is the prototype of emor me'at be'ase harbe, another wonderful lesson we should all learn from in general about Avram. He said little but did a lot. He literally sacrificed 3 cows just so the guests could have tongue. He like milked 3 cows so they could have a lot to drink and he gave them a ton of bread and he had Sara involved, he had Yashmal involved. That's how he did by doing. He the prototype example, he had the people involved. He didn't tell them what to do. He himself did it and got them involved as well. So he made sure to do it for them and they were involved. Avram was a wonderful example. And again, this is when he was on the third day of the circumcision. Really, really painful. Hashem did the bigger Cholim and Avram did the Hachnasus Orchem. He said a little and did a lot. And the idea by Avram, Ish points out, is that Avram is the correct balance. He had the natural propensity for chesed, but he didn't make, let his inclinations lead him blindly. He made sure to know it's the right chesed with mitzvot, doing it on the right place. He was put in many situations, which was difficult for him to do chesed or not. He had to send away Hagar and Yishma, which was anti- anti-eth, whatever the word is, anti ethical I never know that word, but it was anti his persona, it was so against his chesed root, but for the service of Hashem, he curtailed it, and he sent them away, because he knew that was the right thing, according to what Sarah knew, she had nevuah about that he had to be sent away, yishmal so Yitzchak could thrive, but Avram was the prototype of chesed, it's important, Key point number one, it's important to realize to have proper chesed and compassion, not misplace the kindness or compassion. We need to be firmly rooted in the mitzvah and Torah and make sure it's done in the right manner to the right people and the right situations. The opposite of this is Shaul HaMelech. Shol HaMelech was a very pious king, the first king. He was from Binyamin. He was told by Shmuel HaNavi, also a fascinating figure in Tanakh, He was told by Shmuel Navi to go take out Amalek, destroy all of Amalek. Shaul decides to spare Agag. He has compassion on Agag. He has kindness, which I would call, or we could call misplaced kindness, misplaced compassion. And he saves Agag and he saves a lot of sheep, cattle, which according to the Medrash, my wife pointed out, was really... Amalekites that knew how to transform themselves into animals. So he literally left over Amalekim. And he left over Agag. And we know we're supposed to destroy every single Agagite. Every single Amalekite. And if you say it's not a big deal that he saved Agag. That he saved he saved Agag. What is Agag? Why is that word so familiar? His great descendant, grandson after grandson, was Haman Haagagite. Because Agag was spared that one night. His wife visited him, and then they had a kid. Who had a kid. Who had a kid. Who had a mu- who had humban. Because of this misplaced compassion, this misplaced kindness, the whole Purim story came about, and we were almost eradicated because of this one crazy misplaced kindness. So it's important to have the right kindness, the right compassion in the right situations. You have to be guided by the full truth. If Hashem says to do do something, it might seem not kind to you, but it's kind in the overall. Destroy all Amalekim, because otherwise a Purim story will come. Destroy all the people who are evil, who need to be eradicated, because that's the more compassionate and kind thing to do. We need to also change from a selfish attitude to a selfless attitude. We want to always think of others how to help. In today's times... In today's society, in today's... Propensity for selfishness. Everyone is so me-focused. What can you do for me? How have you helped me lately? We mentioned this last time also. How can you do for me? What have you done for me lately? That is a very selfish, very egocentric, very conditional attitude. You're not going to have real friends that way. You have to be unconditional and selfless. How can I help this person? What can I do for this person? How can I alleviate this person's burden? In these Corona times when we can't visit people, when we can't be with people, how can I help their life be a little bit more Pleasant. How can I help their life be a little bit more awesome? What can I do to be that awesome hero for them? How can I help them? Avraham is the trait of chesed. is selfless par excellence. The Hebrew nation comes about from him, not as an error, because that is the foundation of our nation. The whole Jewish people is based on the idea of chesed. And if you think that chesed has to be a huge thing, it doesn't. Chesed is not about the big things only, like achnasas kala, achnasas kala, and cholim, and going to Shiva houses, and hosting people, but it could be any little thing. Sending a meal for a family, we mentioned, a phone call to someone sad, sending a gift to a friend, giving a ride to someone, giving advice, or a few dollars to someone, the possibilities are endless. And remember, chesed begins at home with the family. There's also the great thing that I've heard before, if someone doesn't have money, what's better than money is a kind word and a hot meal. Some people, there's so many collectors out there and we're very quick to say, oh my gosh, another guy, another collector, I can't do this. But the person that realizes this guy was on his feet the whole day collecting for whatever person he had or whatever organization, he might be tired. He might really need something to eat or drink and that's really compassion, real kindness to let him come sit with you. Sometimes the people on the street need a hot meal or a drink, not even the money. We're always worried about where the money is going. But sometimes that food, that smile, that kind word could go a much further way than just money. And again, the beginning and the end of Torah is is be, is full of chesed, which really leads us to the fact that we have to make our days full of chesed. If, if the whole Torah is full of chesed from beginning to end, we should make sure that our days are full of chesed from beginning to end. The beginning is chesed, when Hashem made sure to clothe Adam and Chava. The end is chesed. The last thing in the Torah, it talks about that Moshe was buried by none other than Hashem Himself. He did it in an anonymous way, so people wouldn't make a shrine out of Moshe maybe. But Hashem started the Torah and ended the Torah with Chesed. We should start and end our days with Chesed. We should make sure that the start and end of our life, our whole 120 years, should be full of Chesed. Just as the Torah is starting and beginning with Chesed. Interestingly, the Talmud and Baba Metzia picks up how Chesed should start near our location. Tani Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef explains, tilve ami, You want to give out money to my nation? Ami vinachri, imi, imi vinachri, imi kodem. You want to give to people? If you have a choice between a Jew and a non Jew, you got to take care of your own brethren first. Ani ani kodem. If there's a poor person and a rich person who needs your help, help the poor person first. If there's poor people in 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 the town, but there's poor people in your, <clears throat> excuse me, if there's poor people amongst you, but poor people in the town, you gotta help the poor people amongst you. And <laughs> your town comes first, your neighborhood comes first. We're always running to help everyone in the entire world, but it can't be at a loss to our own community. It's amazing. It's wonderful to donate to Israel, to donate to South Africa, to donate to Australia, but it cannot be to the exclusion, to the priority of neglecting your own town. You have to take care of those around you, your own town first. This is mentioned by Tzedakah and I feel like it's called Homer by Chesed. Support your local businesses, support your local restaurants, support your local supermarkets. They're being hit very hard. If you have a job nowadays, Baruch Hashem, you're blessed... We have to help out those who are more struggling than we are. Help out the chesed organizations. We have wonderful local food banks we try to donate to sometimes, especially during the corona craze, because that is what literally helps put bread on the table for many people, especially nowadays. There's a wonderful idea. I forget who started it. It's called dailygiving.org. I love this initiative. It's basically like we talked about last time that the Rambam explains every tzedakah act really ingrains you into a more tzedakah person. Every chesed act makes you into a more chesed person. Like we said, every gratitude act makes you into a more gratuitous person. So if you have the choice of $100 to one person and $1 to 100 people, you do the $1 to 100 people. Because that helps more people and ingrains you to be a more chesed, tzedakah-oriented person. And this is what this app does. It takes your credit card, it takes for the month, It deducts $30 for the month and it gives $1 a day to a different organization every day. You don't have to think about it. You sign up, it automatically does it and it literally emails you every day with what organization they send it to. It's such a nice initiative. It's basically sedaka Yomi, making sure you give sedaka every day and it could be autonomous, automatic, ingrained into your person, ingrained into your personality. We even have to think about how the Torah looks at different people. How it think, how it treats the slaves. So different than the slaves in our history. So different of even people within our own country in the past 100 or 200 or so years. We're supposed to treat them with compassion. You're supposed to actually marry the maidservant. You're supposed to actually marry off your son or yourself to the to the woman. Or if it's a woman, to the man. We have to put them as part of a family. Giving them and serving them. And make sure they have places to sleep and what to eat. It has to have kindness. The Torah expects kindness. And look at this pasuk from Yirmiyahu, a very famous pasuk. Hashem talks about how I remember how you followed me into the Midbar. It was an empty, barren desert. There was no land. There was nothing. But you came and you followed me. Yirmiyahu picks up in this. Hashem says, I accounted to your favor, the devotion of your youth, your love as a bride, how you followed me in the wilderness, in a land not sown. To me, this idea brings up the idea of how, how over time, the passion and the enthusiasm and the energy can slowly dwindle. It's so easy when we're first a nation to run after Hashem. Kev'yachol, it's so easy when we're first married to think of every second what we could do for our spouse, what we could do for each other. It's so easy when the kid is first born how we're thinking about them every second. But as the years progress, as the time progresses, it's very difficult to hold on to that. Any passion... Any energy we get from a shir, from a lecture, from different phases of our life can dwindle unless we work on it. Everything takes work. We have to remember Hashem remembers hundreds of years later what we did for Him. How many times? How many years in the past? He tells Yirmiyahu, I counted for them as a chesed. We need to remember that amazing connection we first felt and we should have the connection every day and build it every day but in terms of chesed and doing for that person it shouldn't be remote it shouldn't be something that's routine it should be something full of passion full of energy remember what it was like when you first met your wife remember what it was like when you first got engaged remember what it was like when you first got married every day should feel like a honeymoon Remember that you should give to her as much as possible and she should give to you as much as possible. The more you give to each other, the more giving the relationship will be. The basis of Ahava, Rabbi Dessler explains, is Hav. The basis of love is giving. If a person is 50-50, then there's no giving. It has to be 100% 100% he did the garbage I did the dishes it's not about division of responsibilities it's about division of how we can make each other feel the most happy the most important and the most loved and it's also for your children children are one of the most difficult Relationships because they don't give back right away. When they're little kids, we're giving, giving, giving. But the more we give, the more we love. Remember what it was like when they were first born. What a beautiful gift we were given. If you have three kids, three times over. You have six kids, ten kids, how many times over? Remember that. Recapture, rekindle the fire of the need to do more for our spouses, more for our kids, more for our nation. We do it with a smile. It's amazing. You do it, but it's not with a smile. It's almost as if it doesn't count. We have to do it with the smile. Remember that passion ignited for every day. Remember what we talked about with Barzillai and David. David remembered what Barzillai did for him in one of his most difficult periods in his rule. Barzillai stuck by him. Many people left him. He was. It was almost his own. His own son overthrew him almost, and and Barzillai took care of him. So so that was a chesed for David, and David made sure to do a chesed for his kids because you don't forget about them. We have to make sure whatever happens through our life is full of chesed and we repay the people that did chesed for us. And we should realize... That it needs to be another point here. We did a few points so far. God willing, we'll review them at the end. But it needs to be ingrained in our personality to be a giving person, a chesed person, a generous person. One of the best qualities, I believe, a person could be told is that they're a really generous person. If they're miserly, if they're stingy, that is a terrible thing to be. We need to be generous in our time, generous in our money, generous in our help. Generous in our resources, it doesn't just mean with your money. Sometimes it's with your being. Sometimes it's with your emotions. Sometimes it's with your actions or your time. Our being should radiate chesed and be a life full of chesed. Don't be someone who happens to do chesed. Be someone who lives chesed and radiates chesed to help everyone around you. A truly generous person is always giving. And is always giving, I mean. Not that he happens to give sometimes. Be someone that is a giver, not someone that happens to give. There's a a nuance there, but a truly difference in opinion and a difference of personality. And that's why Rithko was chosen as the matriarch to succeed Sarah. What is the one thing Avraham wanted for his son? He didn't care about money. He didn't care about yichas. She had terrible yichas. She was Lavan's daughter. I mean, she was Lavan, excuse me, she was Besuel's daughter and Lavan's brother really badly, Yichas. And, you know, Besuel wanted to kill the messenger Eliezer and Lavan really wasn't a good person either. We know later on he tried to trick out Yaakov a hundred times. She had no Yichas. She didn't have money probably. She was looking, they were, the whole family was looking what Eliezer brought. But what she had, the fundamental trait that she had that was worth it for her to become the matriarch, was that she was a doer of chesed. That's why this is next to Efron Because he was the opposite. He was greedy. He said to Avram, you know, I'll give you this burial plot for Sora, no problem. Then later, when Avram comes to get it, he asks for him 400 silver shekels in current currency, which according to many calculations was millions of dollars for a burial plot. That's someone that says a lot and does little, not a chesed person. But Rithka was the opposite, and that's why the story could be juxtaposed. Eliezer knew he needed to find someone that is a good eye. She literally got gallons upon gallons of water for the camels. Ten camels can drink a lot of water. And she's a little kid, according to some people. She's three, maybe 23, maybe 12, whatever. But she's doing a lot of water. That's a lot. You can't say that she feigned it. Maybe the first half a camel. She was doing it, you know, because she wanted to, because whatever, she wants to impress this guy. No, she did it for 10 camels, 10 times over. That is someone who loves chesed. It's not just enough to do the chesed. We have to love to do the chesed. Then it'll be ingrained in our hearts. But picks up how there's two different types of people. It's a kavachomer. If you do something for someone that doesn't need it, it does not relate to someone who you do it for, who really, really needs it. You give a dollar to a rich guy, It's not the same as giving that dollar to someone who has no money. If you do something for someone that really, really needs it, you're helping them how much more so? Deuteronomy picks up on many examples how we're supposed to help our brethren. The whole Torah is basically taking care of other people and trying to do good for other people. It says if you see your fellow's ox or sheep gone astray, you got to take it back to your fellow. you got to hold on to it. If you can't find him, Hold on to it and try to find out who he is. Maybe he'll come back to you. That's Hashavah Saveda, returning a lost object. But the Pasuk goes on and says, If your fellow doesn't live near you, you don't know who he is, you shall bring it home and stay with you until he comes. I humbly suggest with my wife's intuition also, others may have said this when the Pasuk says, "lo Maybe it doesn't mean that he's physically distant. Maybe it means he's emotionally distant. Someone you don't have a relationship to, a stranger. Nevertheless, you're supposed to extend your hand and help him. I don't care if you don't know him. I don't care if he cheated you out of business 30 years ago. I don't care if he hurt you 10 years ago. I don't care if he held you back from this, from that, from a wedding, from a business deal, from anything. Let it go reverse it, let go of the anger, let go of your grudge. Everyone is in Am Yisrael, your Yisrael zelazep. You have to help people, doesn't matter why, doesn't matter how unconditional love of a fellow Jew, of a fellow person, you need to help them. Later we'll see the Pesukim in a little bit. Even if they're your enemy, you have to help them. And although chaseb begins at the home, another key point, sometimes we need to help strangers in our midst, those who may not have a home. Especially during crazy corona times. A meal, supplies, money, resources. Those may be the ones that really need our help. The psalmist can go on and say you have to do the same with his donkey and his garments. And anything your fellow loses, you must help him. And if you see it falling on the road, you have to help him. We need to make sure to help him. And also, don't plow with an ox and a donkey together. That's the idea of avoiding sarah b'alichayim, causing harm to animals. We have to be kind to animals, especially if they're our own animals. And look at this, I found some cool things related to sarah b'alichayim, the idea of chesed, caring not just for each other, but for animals. Chabad points out, the Torah commands every person to ensure his animals are fed in the proper time. When is the proper time? We're commanded to feed our animals before we eat ourselves! The Talmud, and I would extend this to kids, we have to let kids eat before we do. Kids don't have the patience, the ability to wait like we do. That's why many programs, especially Pesach programs, they have a kid dinner. Because they need to go to sleep at a certain time, they have a routine, they can't wait so long. We need to feed our kids before we eat ourselves. And we need to feed our animals, Lahabdil before we eat ourselves. The Talmud derives this from the verse, I will give grass in your field for your livestock. And only after it says you will eat and be satiated. And think about the idea of shchita. This comes from UK.org. I was thinking, why is shchita the way that we do it? Why do we do shchita in the way that we do it? Why don't we just uh, why don't we just let them let them go in a different way? What if they were just falling off the road, or what if somebody shot them, God forbid, or lo leinu? But this is the way we do it. Why? As Shrita UK points out, it is the most humane method. The procedure is literally rapid, an expert transition incision to make sure it gets the major structures. It causes an instant drop in blood pressure, immediately makes them lose consciousness, it literally makes them insensible to pain. It dispatches them in a swift way, fulfills all the requirements of humaneness and compassion. If this is how we have to be the animals, a lachaskama how much more so? For humans. And then we think about the idea of different animals out there. Look at the names of different animals out there. There's a name of an animal called the Hasida, pointed out by my wife and over here on Chabad.org with Zalman Posner. It's translated as the stork. Why is it called a Hasida? A Hasida means kindly. Why is the Hasida kindly? Rashi says it's appropriate because the bird is helpful to its friends. It shares its food with them. Isn't that wonderful? Wouldn't we think that's so nice, it's sharing its food with them? But look what the Rabbi points out. Who are they sharing food with? It's kindly and sympathetic, but to who? They're only helpful to their friends. But what if an ostrich came over? What if an eagle came over? What if a chicken came over? Would they give any food to the other species? Would they give any food to someone who's not their kind? So the Rabbi points out, kindliness towards one's owns kind is not enough. It's not kindly in general. If you're only kind to your friends, anyone can be kind to their friends because they're your friend. You want to help them. You want to do good for them, but you need to be kind to a stranger in like circumstances. If you're not kind to a friend to a stranger, you're only kind to each other, you are not kindly. We are not kindly. Goodness, kindness must be indiscriminate. Whoever needs help is deserving. So we can't just be helpful. Another key point to people who we are friends with, Especially others we don't know or like, who may be even our enemy. We shouldn't even have enemies. Forget about the past. Don't worry about the future. Focus on the present. But we should love all people with avaschin and we need to take care of our kind, Jews, non-Jews, and not just humankind, but the animals, the environment, and the world as well. You know, it's easy to just take the, to take the, Take, take the piece of paper and throw it on the road. But that's littering. That's a crime. That's not right. Take that and put it in the garbage. You're helping the world. Hashem wants us to take care of everything in the world, including the world itself. And then I was thinking about the eagle. There's a famous pasik that Chabad points out in Dvarim. You think, you see about the eagle. The eagle takes its young and puts it on its back. Why does an eagle do that? Doesn't everybody else carry their, in their legs, carry them in their, in their talons? But the eagle does that because the eagle, that we're, we're skipping down, is the highest one in the sky. There's no bird above the eagle. The eagle flies higher than everyone else. So the eagle is only afraid of that which is beneath it. It's worried about an arrow, worried about a gun, worried about some predator, or some human that might come. So therefore it carries its young and its wings, and that and it says it's better that the arrow gets me than anyone gets my children. So to the Holy One, Hashem, carries us in eagle winds. He literally took us out to the desert. He literally gave us food. He gave us protection. He gave us clothing. That's why He remembers what we did, and we should remember what He does, and we should try to emulate everything He does to be as kindly as Hashem does. And you think about the idea, of keeping in the animal idea, of Shiloh HaKan, you come, you, you're you on the road. For some reason, you have this insatiable need for eggs. I must have those eggs. I need to make eggs for dinner. For some reason, you're on the way. You want those eggs. You cannot take the eggs while the mother is watching. I'm not going to go into the idea of taking the eggs in, in and of itself. It might not be the nicest thing. because The mom's going to come back and it's going to say, Where are my kids? Where are my eggs? But if you feel like you must take the eggs, then you must do it in the right way. You send the mom away, and then you take the eggs. And then the Torah promises you, Blinader, it's going to be good for you. It's going to lengthen your days. The only other time that I could think of, I could be wrong, that it, that it says that is by the Aim. Why? Maybe because we're supposed to be kindly to animals and their parents, and we're supposed to be kindly to our parents as well. And both give... And talk about long life reward. We talk about helping oxes and donkeys. Even if your enemy's ox or donkey is wandering, you gotta take it back. If it falls down, you gotta help lift it up. I believe that there's a Gemara that says, or there's some source that says, if your enemy's donkey falls and your friend's donkey falls, who do you have to help first? I would think I should go help my friend Joe. I don't wanna help Shmeril, my schnook, my enemy. Don't have enemies. But if you need to choose between the two, you have to friend you have to help Shmerel. It's much easier to help a friend. You wanna help him, you like him. It's much harder to help an enemy. You gotta stand up and go help the enemy first, because that's not in your nature. The whole purpose of our existence is to counteract our Midos. Pirke Elvis explains: a strong person is not someone who builds cities. hu Gibor Hakove Shah Pirkei says in Dal Aleph. You, you conquer your passions, you conquer your traits, you change your traits. You can change. Everyone can change over 120 years. You go against your, your inclinations. You don't want to help him? You must stand up and help him. Hashem only asked us to do that which is possible. And then, of course, we have to help those who are downtrodden. We have to help the orphan. The widow, the gear, we were gears, don't forget where we come from, we were strangers. If he needs something, you need to help him. Don't take away his stuff, don't hold his stuff overnight, the Torah explains. Don't lend it interest, You get, he needs the money, give him the money, don't charge him for that money. Fear Hashem, you have taking your brother, it's very strong to be involved in chesed. Because as Psalm Tehillim explains, Olam chesed yibaneh. Chesed will rebuild the world. The world stands on Chesed. The world will be rebuilt on Chesed. If if Srinam, again, destroyed the Beis Hamikdash, Ahav HaSrinam, Chesed can rebuild the Beis Hamikdash. Who doesn't want to be, rebuild the Beis Hamikdash? Do it through Chesed. The love that you have for each other, the love that you have for your fellow man, that should be the key. Vayikra picks up on it, the most important, one of the most important psukim in the entire Torah. Do not hate your kinsfolk. V'ahavta l'reach kamoha ani Hashem. You shall not hate your kinsfolk. Love your fellow as yourself. I am Hashem. I need everyone to love each other. If we did that, the world would be better, the world would be kinder, the world would be able to come to the times of Mashiach, I firmly believe. Rabbi Kiva says, this is the great principle of the Torah. And over here is one of my favorite Gemara's ever. This is very famous, and it's based on Vehaftorayachakamocha. A convert comes, as Shammai and Hillel, two two sages very close to one another. They were very. Cl- they argued with each other. They talked about it with each other. He comes to Shammai, says, "Convert me on the condition you teach me the entire Torah." Shammai says, "No, get out of here," and he sends him out with a builder's pupil, with like a stick. Of course, there's another lesson to learn, how you, should treat ch- ch- how you should treat students, how you should treat converts, how you should have interpersonal relationships. Hillel is known for having a lot of patience and being a very good teacher. Hillel has a lot of sayings, also Shammai and Perkevus. also. The same guy comes before Hillel. He says to him, he converts him, and he says, that which is hateful to you, do not do to another person. That is the entire Torah. The rest is interpretation. Go study. So basically, the Torah is the golden rule. Do not do unto others as you would not want done to you. Treat others as you would like to be treated. You think other people want to be your enemy? You think others want you to hate them? Don't hate them. Do things good for other people, they'll do nice for you. If you're nice to others, they'll be nice to you. You're kind to others, they'll be kind to you. Helal explains this to a prospective student. The whole Torah is com- is commentary. Hashem wants us to be like Him, wants us to bind ourselves to Him. How could you bind yourself to a burning fire? The Gemara asks, how could you be like a burning fire? You can't cleave to a fire. A fire will destroy you. What you do is you, you bind yourself to what Hashem does. I bind myself to Hashem. Every day I put on tefillin. Every day men put on tefillin. We say that we want to be binded to Hashem. How do we do it? with tzedek, with mishpat, and with chesed. You do chesed, you could bind yourself to Hashem. Hashem's attributes talk about chesed. chesed Hashem pays back chesed for many more generations than for sins. And then in sukkah, they pick up on this. Torah is supposed to be learned, it's supposed to be taught, and it's supposed to be practiced. Torah, which is studied in order to teach Torah, lishmor limo limo velasos. I don't remember the exact verbiage, but it's basically that we have to practice it. Torah is studied in order to teach it, in order to practice it. Because the point here is that chesed cannot be learned about in theory; it has to be put into practice. Torah is meant to be lived. Torah is meant to be done through action, not just learned in the study halls. Rabbi Eleazar points out also, greater is he who performs charity than all who offers the sacrifices. And acts of loving kindness, gemilas chasarim, are greater than charity. So by definition, charity is better, um, kindness, excuse me, is better than charity, which is better than all the sacrifices. Hashem doesn't want the sacrifices. Hashem loves the sacrifices, but He wants more than that is charity, and even more than that is chesed. Chesed is the best thing we can do Besides, we're learning Torah to help out the world. What is the Hashem want from us, Micha asks, except for a few things, mishpat, ahavas chesed, to love mercy. This is acts of kindness that Sukkah talks about. And this, again, is one of my favorite gemaras here in Sukkah again. Kindness is superior to charity in at least three respects. Charity can be done with money, well, acts of kindness can be done with the person and the money. A guy asks you to help him paint his house, he doesn't care about your money. He wants your time. He wants your help. Sometimes a kind word has nothing to do with money. Has nothing to do with your resources. Just call him up. Help him. Charity is given to the poor while well, acts of kindness are performed both for the poor and for the rich. Charity is given to the living while well, acts of kindness are performed both for the living and the dead. That's called chesed shal emes. Helping someone without any... Possibility of being rewarded. Another key point: every act of chesed makes us more into a chesed person, like the Rambam explains, as we've said before, and I'll always repeat this: blineder, kids learn from what we do more than what we say. When we we could talk till we're blue in the face, kids will not learn from what they hear. They learn from what they see us doing, the adult, the parent, the role model. When they see a house full of chesed, always having guests, always letting people sleep, always giving meals for people, always donating their time, their advice, their resources, having a kind ear and a kind disposition and that anybody could come to their home full of giving charity and actions, time and money. That's a home that they will learn to be a pillar of chesed to emulate in their own lives. You want your kids to be generous? You'll be generous. You want your kids to be kind, you be kind. They learn from your actions much more than from what you say. And the the Torah picks up on this. You have to help in any way you can. Open your hand, lend him whatever he needs. Rabbi, and then Rus, amazing. We're going to read about Rus in a few weeks. Why do we read about Rus on Shavuos? One of the explanations is that Rus is about loving kindness. The Torah is loving kindness. So what better way to celebrate the Torah on Shavuos than reading about an act, a story of pure chesed. Another explanation is that it's Davide yard site. And the story descends and shows the lineage of David and Melch. But this story shows the greatness of the reward of acts of loving kindness. Naomi has two daughter-in-laws, Rus and Arpa, going on the way. I might go a little over the hour limit this time, guys. I'm sorry, but stay with me. Hopefully, it'll be well worth it. So anyway, Rus is going on the way with ARPA with and Naomi. Two daughter-in-laws, two vastly different explanations, vastly different interpretations and answers to what her, her mother, what the mother-in-law says. She says, don't come with me anymore. I have no more kids to offer you. I have nothing. My husband took us all. We left during a great time of need. Another lesson from Rus. Why did the husband and the brother and the and the husbands die? They left Israel. They left their downtrodden people in a time of great need. It was a great famine. They went to Moab. They left everyone behind a pure lack of chesed in the times they really were supposed to support them. Really supports to help them. And Hashem took them away. So Naomi was left with the two daughters. And she says, you know, you did a great kindness with me that you walked with me. But, you know, I have nothing left to give you. Are you going to go? Or are you Are going to stay? Russ and, Naomi, Russ and Orpah, two vastly different answers. Orpah says, forget it. I'm going. I'm turning my back. Her name, Orpah, means to turn the neck. According to some interpretations, that wasn't her real name probably. But out of uh, respect, we didn't want to name whose name it was. And uh, and Rus clings to Naomi. Do you know that the descendants of Rus and Naomi are enemies? Real enemies. Who is Rus' descendant? David. Who is Orpah's descendant? Goliath. Who wins in the end? David, the paradigm of his ancestor that did chesed, that stuck with her mother-in-law when she had no one left, defeats Orpah, who left her mother-in-law, who went and the Gemara says she was with hundreds of thousands of people, a terrible, terrible, terrible woman. And her descendant was Goliath, and Goliath is defeated, because kindness is what wins, not selfishness. Kindness will win in the end. Kindness is what has to win. David wins. David is the paradigm. David talks about kindness, comes from kindness, and that defeats Arpa. Boaz takes over the story. Boaz takes Rus, he lets her only glean in his field. He didn't make her go anywhere else, and that's going to talk about that in a bit. But Boaz makes sure to take care of her, and he wants to do kindness for her. He takes her, even though there was a Redeemer closer than him, Plonial Almoni. He still took her. He married her. He was 80 years old, according to interpretations. And who knows how long he lived with her. Some people say it was just one day, just so she could have a descendant David. Anyway, he takes them over, he takes the property, he takes everything. He was a judge of the time. Some people say it was Ibsen or the other judge, I forget. But he was a very important person. He took Russ, who was not known as anyone. People didn't even know you could marry Moabite girls. They thought the whole Moabite people were not allowed. But he took her. Pure Chesed, wonderful example, especially for Shavuos. And Rashi explains in Devarim, we have to be what we have to do what Hashem does: bury the dead, visit the sick, do kindly actions, just like Hashem. And the Gemara in Yevamos and Devarim, Rabbah picks up: there are three traits of the Jewish people: they're merciful, they're shamefaced, and they perform acts of kindness. If you don't do kindness, you're not merciful. You're not shamefaced. We're worried that you're not really one of the Jewish people. It's It's part and parcel to our being. It's fundamental to our core. The message of Chesed. It's part and parcel of our life. It must be done in all ways possible. And, and we have to follow it. We have to pursue it. We have to run after it. Any opportunity for chesed, try to find it, try to latch onto it, try to do it, as Proverbs explains. Mishnah Torah explains it's an actual obligation. It's a mitzvah obligation. It's a rabbinic positive precept to do chesed, to comfort mourners, escort the dead, visit the sick, and accompany the bride and, and, and accompany the parting guests. Why? Because it's vi'ahav del reyach kamocha It's not something, key point here, that is fluffy or nice. Chesed, people give a very bad rap to. It's a wonderful, amazing, fundamental core of our being. It is an inherent mitzvah obligation on all of us to do. It's not just for Lu Lumi. It's not just for seminary girls. It's not just for yeshiva boys who are finding their way. Everyone must do chesed. It's for everyone. It is inherent, just like we put on sits, just like we do tefillin. Just like we have to do sukkah and the ar we have to do chesed. And how do we do chesed? We do it in many different ways, but we should realize that Avastor ibn Hasan is that the world was created from the beginning with kindness, as we said. Hashem made the world on kindness. Kindness will sustain the world as well, and we will rebuild the world, God willing, with kindness. But we're, again, we don't need the covet or the honor. We should flee from covet. It's better to do chesed in private without fanfare. As Moed Katten explains, love and kindness should be certainly performed in private. That's better, a better way to do it. And then there's also... The, the the story of Yavesh Gilad of Shaul Shaul Hamelach Shaul was the king of the of the twelve tribes and when he was becoming king he heard about that um, Yavesh Field was going to be attacked by one of the nations the neighboring nations I think the king's name was Nachash I think Carmi. maybe it might have been the nation I don't remember my wife just told me I forgot it anyway Shaul made sure to rally all the troops to support Yavesh Gilad and what happened in the end of the time when Shaul and his children die the the Plishtim who the whole thing came about because then they were degrading Shaul's body and they were denigrating it. They were hanging up. They're like, this is the king. Look at him now. So Yav literally risked their life and limb to get his body, to get the kids and to give them a proper burial. They did the proper chesed. They knew Shaul took care of them with chesed. So they took care of him with chesed. Since Hashem saw they did loving kindness, he made loving kindness. And then David made sure to properly eulogize them. And David made sure that the whole... Ben Yisrael would see Shaul's casket, even though they had a very difficult relationship. Talk about serious situations, serious relationships. She was... Many aspects we could go into another time. But Shaul and David did not have the best relationship. He wanted to kill David. David was fleeing from him. He could have got him back. We talked about it other times also. But anyway, he still showed major respect to Shaul. And he always wanted to be on good terms with him. And he gave him proper respect in death, which is chesed shal emes also. Mishatar picks up, if you don't let someone do chesed for you... Not a great thing. Make sure to be involved in chesed and let people help you. Don't be, don't be bashful. Don't be embarrassed to ask for help. Everybody needs help sometimes, and that's a chesed to let people help you also. And as He's gracious, we also have to be gracious. And where do we learn the idea of taking care of the mourners? What a fascinating example. Yizavel. Ezeva was not a nice lady by any account. She was very against Nevi'im. She wanted to get rid of anyone that stood as a threat to her husband Achav, also a terrible ruler. He was pretty bad, almost worse than Yeravim the Navi talks about, how he's very into idol worship and yada yada. Really not good things. But she, she did one good thing. She would make sure to accompany the mourners with her face, with her hands, and with her legs, with her feet. And so when she was killed, when she, when she died, that they were allowed to bury her head. Her feet and her hands, because those were the things involved in chesed. Those were the things involved in doing a mitzvah. So that had to get respect. And then Avodah Zara, the Gemara picks up and occupying yourself with Torah and acts of loving kind of saves a person. Two sages are talking. One is saying that I'm going to be arrested. I won't get clear of the charges because I only learned Torah. And he says, You, my friend, his study partner, you're going to be saved because you do Torah and you do chesed. You can't just do Torah, you have to do a chesed also. can't just be in the study hall, you can't do things in theory. You have to go out, you have to practice. That's why there's so many rules about business, so many rules about shchita, so many rules about your daily work, because you're supposed to be working and learning. You're supposed to put it into practice. How could you do anything about business deals if you're never involved in the business world? If you're always in the study hall 24-7, you can never do this. We're supposed to be out there, we're supposed to be doing loving-kindness with him, interest-free loans. When you do things like that, you get special blessings blessings from Hashem. But again, don't do things to be compensated. We want to do it because it's the right thing to do to help others. Loa, manas, the kabal pras, as Pekhavos explains. And Hashem takes care of us with pure loving-kindness, and so too we should, without any compensation. And of course, it's very difficult to do loving-kindness, but the Fum Tsara Agra, we're going to talk about in a minute, according to the exertion is a reward. And interestingly, the Rabbin B'Achya and Shemos explains, this one's for you, Eliezer G, for Delios Dose of Divinity, a little gematria over here, the 72-letter name of Hashem represents the fourth attribute of Chesed. Hashem has 72 letters. What is the gematria of Chesed? 60 plus 8, Plus 4 is 72. Hashem's four-letter name, when you expound it with the Yud Kei Vav when you get it to 72, the same value as the word of Chesed. What an amazing thing. Hashem, by definition, is Chesed. We too, by definition, need to be Chesed. Perkei Avos talks about it's not easy. Lefum tar Agra. The more effort you put in, the more reward you'll get. The more exertion is an act of Chesed, another key point, the more reward you will get. The harder it is, the more meritorious it is, but don't do it for the reward. Even to have someone come into your house just to wash up and stay overnight is a huge act of love and kindness. Do you know that the mentor says that Hashem, that Avram planted an eshel? What's an Ashel? What a weird word. Eshel can stand for Achila, Sh'tia, and Lina. Achila is is eating. Sh'tia giving them to drink. Lina giving them a place to sleep. The three fundamental needs of a guest. And, a, and Avram, some people say that he set up a hotel when he camped out in one of his places so people could have somewhere to stay. Some people say it was also a bush in order for them to eat, but whatever. For our purposes, that's what an Eshel can stand for. But, Moshe took care of Yisro, and that was the greatest honor, because whoever shows loving kindness, shows loving kindness to one person is considered as if he showed loving kindness to the whole Israel. That bring, brings to mind to me the idea of kol Yisroel, again, Arivim Zelazeh, and it says in the Gemara, whoever saves one person is as if he saved the entire world. So I expound it to say humbly, if you do chesed for one person, it's as if you did kindness for the entire world. One kindness for one person, you could save the whole world. Why not do it? When we learn chesed, we learn it from bridegrooms, we learn it from Hashem. Again, just to reiterate, and interestingly, Rabbeinu Bahi points out Esrog, why is the Esrog so sweet and so good smelling? There are four meanings. One has no smell, no taste. One has a smell, but no taste. One has a taste, but no smell. The Esrog has a good smell and a good taste because that represents the person who is both a scholar in Torah and performs deeds of loving kindness, observing the commandments. You have to have both. Again, I wanted to point out to you over here, this is fundamentally trying to take care of the poor in the nation. You forget a bundle, leave it. A corner of your field, you leave it. And if you have a bundle that fell out, leave it. The poor people need your help. Take care of them. And interestingly, I always like when I see non-Jewish sources talking about Jewish things, Lahavdil, Very interesting. And Master Anu, you got to give a tenth to the poor person. They need your help. Nowadays, that's tzedakah, one-tenth, or one-fifth of your, up to one-fifth of your money. And Rabbi Feinstein, I believe, explains it should also be a tenth of your time to tzedakah and charity causes. The whole idea of Shemitah, leaving your whole field, your whole livelihood untouched for an entire year. Anyone could come. These couple of weeks, these couple months are very difficult. But imagine this person had to do shemitah every seven years, the whole year. He couldn't touch it. Anyone could come take his food. Pure chesed. Letting people come. And then Kasubas points out we have to have mindful of people that are collecting. If a if a kid comes, a boy or a girl, you have to have more kindness to the girl, let her come first. Because she's not accustomed to it. Just keeping in mind a mindset of what people are out there. If a woman collects versus a man, it's probably much more difficult for the woman. So you have to give a little more attention, a little more care in certain ways also. Anyone who occupies himself with Torah and kindness merits to take shelter in the shadow of Hashem. If you engage in Torah and charity, your transgressions are forgiven. So each chesed act is like a shield for us. A protection from harsh decrees or from sins. And this is one of my favorite Mishnas in the entire Talmud. We say this every day in Davening. Do we ever fully look at what we're saying? she'ein <speaking> lahem <Hebrew> There are some things that have no sheer. What do I mean by no shear? My interpretation is that chesed, a key point, has no shear. It doesn't matter if it's a big act. It doesn't matter if it's a small act of chesed. It doesn't matter if you do one act or a hundred acts. But the fact is we need to be in chesed, involved in acts of chesed all the time. I don't care about shiurim. I don't care if you do a huge thing or a small thing. You do a hundred things or one thing every day. All the time be involved in chesed. This is something that has no shear. We have to do it. We say this every day. This gemara is a great one. The master explains, you go to visit someone who is sick, very famous. You take away a 60th of his illness. I don't know if it's literal, we think it might be metaphorical, but somehow, in some way, you go visit someone who's sick, you're doing something for the person, you're helping him, you're relieving him, you're making him feel better in some way. And look at this, we think we're in Chavle Mashiach, look what Sanadrin says, people ask Rabbi Eliezer, what should we do, should we save the birth pains of Mashiach, be involved in Torah, be involved in Chesed? You want to be saved from the birth pangs of Mashiach, which we're probably in. Make sure you learn Torah. Make sure you're involved in Chesed. But of course, again, make sure as much as possible, do things without fanfare. Do it in private. Because it's so wonderful to cling to the trait of generosity. It causes all good things the Archosat Sadikim has. Even Ananju figure this out. Why did Esther get so endeared to Ahas We know the whole Megillah is full of quote-unquote uh, quote, coincidence, which is not coincidence, why did he love Esther? Because she had chesed. There was a string of chesed. He felt goodness come from her. She looked beautiful to him and to the nations because she had that trait of chesed. If you have a dog in your home, make sure you treat it right. Make sure you raise it right. Don't let it be a bulldog, a bully dog that doesn't let anyone come in because people won't come. You won't be able to do chesed. You have to run after chesed. It saves you from death. Charity saves from death. So chesed, Saves from death. Why wouldn't you want to do chesed? If you do chesed, you'll receive chesed. Not because we want reward, we want anything back, but the more you give, the more people will want to give to you. Nobody wants to help a selfish person. Nobody wants to help a a stingy person. Everybody wants to help that person that does so much for so many other people. Look what the measure says. There was a sage, whenever he brought him food, he brought home specifically food for the poor also. One measure of meat for him, for his family, one measure of meat for the poor. And then this is a key point also from We should never go a day. Look at this. We should never go. A person should think to himself, Every day I did chesed. I should never go a day without doing some sort of chesed. Whether with my body, whether with my money. Key, key point. We should never go a day without making sure we do some chesed in some form or some way, because the world will be built in Chesed. The times of Mashiach, hopefully the of Amirish will be built because of Chesed. If you have compassion for our creatures, for our fellow man, we know that we're from Avraham. Even our own was the virtue of Chesed. He was the peacemaker doing Chesed to get families back together, to get couples back together, to get friends back together. Yaakov, in his last days, asks Yosef, his only son, in a position of power to help him out. Please, please, make sure I'm buried in, 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 Israel, excuse me, not Mitzrayim, take me out. Please do a chesed for me. This was a pure chesed shalemes. Yaakov can never pay back Yosef. The Chevra people who deal with the dead, a fast, a fantastic, beautiful thing they do. No one will ever be able to pay them back, especially not the dead person. That's called chesed shalemes. All our chesedim shall be chesed shalemes, where we do things without wanting reward. We do it just for the right thing. And again, two ways to do it. You could do it for someone who needs it and someone who doesn't need it. When you do it for someone who needs it, it's much more of a claim. It's much more powerful than someone who doesn't need it, as the Rambam explains. Amazingly, Rav Yotza Yosev a great story here. And we have just a little bit left if you want to stay with me. That would be appreciated. We're almost there. just want to import a few more points with you and we'll wrap up. So, Rav Zev Salvation, the Rav of Brisk, there were a number of children that had no home. He couldn't find who the mothers were. He couldn't find anyone to care for them. So, what did he do? What did the mothers do? They literally came in the middle of the night. They literally placed their children on his doorstep. When the morning came, he found a crying child outside his door. He didn't go ballistic. He didn't try to find anyone. He took the kid in. Literally took care of the kids' needs. If he was unsuccessful in finding them, he took care of them. He took them in. And he was so overflowing in helping others, he really didn't want to take anything from other people. The only time he would take here in this story is they figured out had a deducted from his salary. They felt like he had to give back. They wanted to take care of taxes or whatever. He only did it in salary because he was so full of chesed, he wanted to make sure that nobody else was affected in a negative way. Because chesed comes in many forms. Time, money, help, advice. Think of all the organizations out there that help us and what we could do to be involved with them also. Radak points out a wonderful thing. Gamilas and viyaas yosr min haroilo. Go above and beyond. is Shura sadin Above what the letter of the law says. Just like there's Shabbos and the spirit of Shabbos, there's the law and the spirit of the law. You go above what the law dictates. In essence, you're doing real chesed. We should go above and beyond a key point. What is expected of us in mitzvot and in chesed and in life. is Mishur sadim If we can give one-tenth, try to give one-ninth. Do more than what is asked for us. And be really, really generous. Then the Marcos also points out, Avas Chesed, loving Chesed is doing Chesed, doing the right thing, helping other people. And uh, in Tana Eliyahu, they explain, Hashem wants us to be caring people, loving people, honoring each other and doing good deeds. That's all He wants. He requests from us to be people that are helping out one another with Avas Chesed and loving each other and bringing peace upon the world. And again, Hashem talks about how He gives goodness for thousands of generations. Don't you want to help generations thousands in the future? He He takes sins for only four generations, but He rewards for 2,000 generations. So the ratio is 1 to 500, an amazing ratio. And He makes sure to reward them for those thousands of generations. It's some wonderful, wonderful type of a thing to have that kind of a ratio. And even Shlomo HaMelech saw that there was a way to approach things, that there should be one gate for mourners, one gate for bridegrooms, because when you come upon a chesed, you need to have the right aspect, the right mindset. Can you imagine, God forbid, you walk into a house and you shout, Mazel Tov! And you come into a shiva house, lo, Elenu, God forbid. We always have to have the right mindset for Chesed, the right outlook for Chesed, making sure we're thinking about the right place. Shalom Melch, the wisest man, knew that. So all the people in Israel knew if a person was walking through this gate, they were a mourner. If this person was walking through this gate, they were someone that just had a baby or somebody that was celebrating a Simcha. Because if you don't check your email, you don't check your text, and you show up to the house, you better have the right mindset. Otherwise, it'll be extremely embarrassing, degrading, and really not nice to the person you're trying to visit. And when the temple was destroyed, they figured out to send some people to the synagogue, some to the house of study. So people would know where they should have their mindset in. And we should always have the right mindset in chesed. And lastly, before we wrap up, what's the meaning of a sudana? Somebody who's involved in a job that allows them to do chesed is an amazing goal. If you're involved in helping kids, you're involved in teaching kids, you're involved in being a doctor or a lawyer, anything you could do to help people, that's an amazing goal. This guy... He was one that brewed so he had a good way to make money and also to perform good deeds. People after a long day needed a special drink, needed a way to relax in a halachically proper way. That was his job. So he had a job that was money and chesed. So stay with me. What we now do is we have all the wrap-up points from the shear. So what we could take away from our shear in the last five minutes. Thank you for staying with me. I know I went a little over. We're going to try to keep it around an hour, hour and 15 in our bi-weekly series. Chesed is not something that is just fluffy or nice. It's an inherent mitzvah obligation on all of us to do. Just like tefillin. Just like is If you wouldn't go a day without tefillin, you should not go a day without chesed. Don't have misplaced kindness. Make sure it is rooted in Torah to the right people, the right places with the right Torah outlook. There's an inherent difference of being selfish versus selfless. Be someone who is always other-minded, always outlook-minded, outward-minded. How can I help other people? What can I do to make your life better? We can't just learn about chesed in theory. It has to be put into practice. Torah is meant to be lived, done through action, not just learned in the study halls. It's not enough just to do chesed, but to love to do chesed. If you love to do something, you look forward to do it as much as possible. It shouldn't be a chore something, Oh, I have to do this again? No, I love to do this again. Chesed is not just the big things like hachnas has kala, but even a littler thing counts. Sending a meal for a family with a new baby, a phone call to someone said, because chesed has no sheer. doesn't matter if it's a big act or a small act of chesed. It doesn't matter if you do one act or a hundred acts. We need to be involved in chesed all the time. Remember, chesed begins at home with the family. We don't need the honor of the kavod. We should flee from kavod. It's better to do chesed in private, anonymously, humbly, without fanfare or people knowing about it. Although chesed begins at the home, sometimes we need to help strangers in our midst, those who don't have a home, a meal, supplies, or money, or resources. Those may be the ones that really need our help. Again, it's easy to do chesed in the honeymoon phases of life, but keep that energy Keep that passion from when you first had this instance, when you first had your house. How many guests did you want to have? How many guests do we have nowadays? Not talking about Corona. Think about how many shiurim, how many things we wanted to do out of our house. How many times did we do that nowadays? Harder to do as the years progress, but we need to remember those bridegroom days for our kids, for our spouses, for our relationships, for our homes, for our cars. What can I do with what Hashem gave me? Take that energy, bring it back for chesed. It needs to be ingrained in our personality to be a given person, a chesed person. Don't be someone who happens to do chesed. Be someone who lives chesed. Again, we should never go a day without making sure we do chesed in some form or way. Every day we should be able to lie on a pillow and say, Ah, I did an act of chesed today. Lashon Tov should be done to counteract Lashon Hara. Like the quarantine idea, an and an that acts to counteract sinaschinam with and actions to rebuild the beis hamikdash. A kind word goes a long way. A kind act goes a long way to counteract the terrible gossip, the terrible debasing and debunking, all all things, all people. Just look at political campaigns. How nasty people can get. How vile creatures people can get. Just because you have a different viewpoint, you have to be such a disgusting person. No. We have to make sure to have avad chinam, avad chinam, and no sinachinam, no lashon hara. I don't care what it is, try to do lashon tov. Maybe that's how we could bring the Mashiach. Every act of chesed makes us more into a chesed person like the Rambam says. Kids, learn from what we do more than what we say. Don't do things to be rewarded or compensated, especially chesed. Do it because it's the right thing to do, not to receive reward, not in the merit to receive reward. Chesed comes in so many forms. Time, money, help, advice. Think of all the organizations. How can we help also? Help whatever you can, utilizing whatever talents you have. You have a passion, use it. You have a love for something, use it. We should go above and beyond what's expected of us in mitzvot. And chesed, if we could give one tenth, try to give one ninth. Do more than is asked for us. Be really generous. And do chesed even for those we don't know or like, who may even be our enemy. We shouldn't even have enemies. Again, forget all the past. Don't worry about the future. Focus on the present, those around us. Lafum sarah Agra. the more exertion is an act of chesed, the better it is, the more reward you'll get, but the harder and the more meritorious it'll become. Every chesed act is like a shield for us, a protection from harsh decrees and punishments of sins. And take care of those around you, your own town first. Support local business, local restaurants, local charities before going outside of town. It's wonderful to take care of every country in the world, but make sure you take care of your community first. We can't just do chesed and take care of own kind. Help Jews, help non-Jews, help animals, the environment of the world as well. Jobs that make chesed and money together is a great level. Again, thank you so much for joining, sticking with me. All of my shiurim are on shiurimenjoyment.com slash shiurim slash shiurim dash rebti. For sponsorship or other source sheets, please email MaggotShear and God willing, we will see you back here in two weeks at 8.30. In two weeks, God willing, we're going to talk another topic, and we talk a topic per bi weeks with some practical lessons to keep. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you enjoyed. Have a wonderful night and a great few weeks. Yeah, yeah, well, thank you. No problem. Have a good one. Great Take energy. care. Take care, and look out for all the other Sheerim. Take care. Boom, shakalak.